Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. Although Clark Kent, by a clever ruse, succeeded in capturing the mysterious Leopard Woman, cunning leader of an Oriental spy ring, nothing was gained. The woman, even though threatened with all manner of punishment, refused to talk. To make matters worse, Max Heller, the foreign agent who might have exposed the spy ring, suffered a relapse and died of the bullet wound inflicted by the Leopard Woman. Up against the blank wall, Major Campbell, chief of the espionage division of the Secret Service, appealed to Kent. It was decided to match fire with fire, cunning with cunning, to let the Leopard Woman escape from the city prison where she was being held in the hope that she would lead Kent and Major Campbell to the headquarters of the spy ring. As our story continues today, the scheme is working perfectly. Three Secret Service operatives armed with Tommy guns are following Kent and Major Campbell as they approach the brownstone house the Leopard Woman has just entered. Two more armed men are stationed across the street, and the third is guarding the rear. Listen. Is the door locked, Kent? I don't know, Major. I'll see. No, it's not locked. All right, men. Get set. All right, Major. Open it, Kent. Right. Always pitch dark. I've got a flash. Wait a minute. There. Keep it down low and follow me. Hey, wait a minute. I smell something funny. Smell it, Kent? Yes. Incense. I think we'd better separate, Major. Send two of your men upstairs, and we'll comb this lower floor. Good idea. O'Hara, stay with us. Kane, you and Johnson, see what you can find upstairs. Okay. There's a room to the right. We'll try that first. Then let O'Hara get up front with his tummy gun. He can stand alongside of me. I'll shoot the flash into the room. Let me have it. All right. Here, thanks. All set, O'Hara? Yes, sir. All right, I'll swing the door open. (coughs) The room's empty. So it seems. Try that light switch. See if it works. Huh, works all right. But the room has a stick of furniture in it. Yeah. Smell that incense? Pretty strong in here. I know, Kent, but the room's empty. Well, it hasn't been empty long. Oh, Harry, you run upstairs and see what's doing. Chances are you'll find it deserted. Okay. Kent, you mean the whole house is empty? I'm afraid so. Hey, why are you poking in the fireplace? Yeah, these ashes are still warm. In fact, there's a piece of incense still smoldering. That means they haven't been gone long. But, Kent, what about the woman? Where is she? Mr. Kent. Wait a minute. Uh, yes, O'Hara? The rooms are all empty up here. I figured they would be. You can come down. Kent, you said this was the house she entered. It is. 
Unfortunately, this hall runs right through. She went in the front way and out the back. Well, then she's gone. She's tricked us. I don't think that's quite it. What do you mean, not quite it? I don't think she knew the house was empty. Otherwise, why did she come here? Well, to throw us off the scent. She knew we were following her. Uh, possibly. I think there's more to it than that. You'd better have your men make a thorough search of the house anyway. We'd better get to a phone and call police headquarters. If she's wandering around the street, some prowl car might pick her up. It's worth sending out an alarm. I noticed a drugstore up the street. There must be a public phone there. You start the men searching the house. I'll put the call in. I'll meet you at the car. Major Campbell's office. Who? Well, send him in. It's O'Hara. Oh. They're all through searching the house. Did they find anything? He's coming right in. Oh, yes, O'Hara. Come in. Anything turn up? Just this silver metal. Metal? Yeah, let's see it. Hmm. Japanese letters. Wait, that's not all. Isn't that a crouched leopard in the center? You're right, Kent, it is. Hmm. Probably the medallion of the Leopard Society. Those letters must mean something. Uh, we'll find out if they do. O'Hara, get hold of Muyato. Have him translate this. Yes, sir. Well, finding that medallion proves one thing, Major. What? That the Brownstone House was the headquarters of the spiring. Rather good that does us. You certainly managed to mess things up, Kent. Max Heller dead, the leopard woman at liberty. Nothing to show for our efforts but a silver medal. Just wait till Washington hears about this. If I'm not transferred to the garbage brigade, I'll be very much surprised. Major Campbell speaking. Oh, yes, O'Hara. Uh, now, wait, wait, a, wait a minute. Let me jot that down. All right, go ahead. The Society of the Leopard. Well, is that all? Right. We had to translate the Japanese letters on the medal. Yes, I heard. The Society of the Leopard, eh? And we let us slip through our fingers like a couple of bungling rookies. No word from the police, I suppose. No. You can bet your bottom dollar they won't pick her up either. He's too smart for that. Probably headed straight for another hideout after giving us the slip. I don't think so, Major. In fact, I'm not quite sure she even knows where the rest of her gang have gone. Oh, now, isn't that a stupid statement? You mean to say they'd clear out without telling her where they were going? Now, look, see if this makes sense. I've been mulling it around in my head ever since we got back here. The leopard woman knew she was running into danger when she made that second trip back to the hospital. If anything went wrong, she couldn't possibly get away. Not with the place guarded the way it was. And what's the point? I'm coming to it. Realizing that she might fail, she probably issued instructions that if she wasn't back within a, well, a given number of hours, her gang was to clear out of that brownstone house. And leave her hanging? <laughs> Don't be silly. Now, just a minute. You've got to understand a woman like that. If her plan to do away with Heller failed, as it did... She knew she'd be caught and subjected to questioning, possibly even a third degree. I still don't get your point. Well, it's simply this. Rather than run the risk of having to reveal the whereabouts of her gang if the police put her through a third degree, she made sure she wouldn't know by telling them to pick another hideout of their own choice. Oh, now look, Kent, that doesn't make sense. Here's a woman who's the brains of a spy ring. Well, you mean to tell me she gave her henchmen instructions to clear out without letting her know where they were going? She didn't want to know. In that way, she couldn't ever be forced to reveal their whereabouts, no matter what happened. Well, how is she going to locate them now? Oh, they'll communicate with her somehow. Of course, you understand this is all theory. Nothing like it may have happened. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Kent, the only thing that happened was that we handled this assignment like a couple of amateurs. Boy scouts could have done better. Yeah. And where are you going? I'm back to my office. There's no sense hanging around here. I want to think this thing over. I'll walk by the hospital and see how Jimmy Olsen's getting along. I almost forgot about him and all this excitement. Call me if you need me. Well, the chances are we won't need you, Kent. Huh? Thanks very much for your help. You mean I'm through? Well, 
From now on, I think we'd better stick to the tried and true methods of rounding up spies. I see. All right. Goodbye, Major. Goodbye, Kent. Stung at the sudden dismissal, Clark Kent returns directly to the editorial room of the Daily Planet. As he steps into his office, he finds Lois Lane seated at his desk. Well, look who's here. A long-lost Secret Service man. Come on in. You're a sight for sore eyes. Looks like I've been dispossessed. Not quite. It was too noisy out there, and since nobody knew when you were returning to the fold, I decided to make use of your desk. I'll move this junk out. No, stay right where you are. How's Mr. White? Fine. And Jimmy's getting along swell. I saw him at noon today. Uh-huh. He asked after you. Yeah, I know. I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to think. Well, how does it feel being a big Secret Service operative? Well, it doesn't anymore. I've been fired. No kidding. Uh-huh. Why? No, it's a long, sad story, Lois. I'll save it for some other time. Now, what are you so busily engaged in with all these competitive newspapers here? The Sentinel, the Clarion, the Bugle? Oh, I don't know. Someone evidently sent Mr. White a memorandum stating that we weren't getting as much classified advertising as our competitors. So he sat me down to check it. Oh. I'm an expert on help wanted, situations wanted, and miscellaneous merchandise. <laughs> For instance, would you like to buy a complete set of electric Christmas tree ornaments, <laughs> only slightly used? Or uh, a genuine leopard skin? Or a... What was that last one? For immediate sale, genuine leopard skin. Call 4836. Mm-hmm. When did that ad appear? In tomorrow's sentinel. This is an advanced copy. Oh. What's all the excitement? Did someone steal your pet leopard and skin it? Oh, we're going to check that telephone number, find out the address, and then go down and buy that leopard skin as husband and wife. Come on. Like it down here at the waterfront, especially with that fog rolling in. Well, it's just another block or two. 410 Front Street. That taxi let us off at the wrong corner. Clark, do you really think that ad has anything to do with the leopard woman? Oh, I don't know. It's just a wild stab. Oh, here's the house. It's vacant. All the windows are boarded up. No, it doesn't mean anything. Come on. There's a light in the upstairs hall. Oh, I told you the boarding didn't mean anything. Watch these steps. They don't look too solid. This is not my idea of fun. I can think of a lot of things I'd rather do. Don't forget your Mrs. Jones. Now, this looks like the door. How can anyone live in a place like this? You'd be surprised. Someone's coming. Who is it? Uh, Mr. Brower? Yes? We've come in reference to that leopard skin you advertised. Just a minute. Taking an awfully long time to open that door. Oh, how do you do? Come in. Oh, thank you. Uh, my name is Jones. This is Mrs. Jones. How do you do? Uh, how do you do? So, you want to buy the leopard skin? We'd like to see it. Oh. You want to see it? Yes. All right. Wait a minute. I got it in the next room. I'll bring it in. Thank you. Hmm. Strange. 
strange bird, isn't he? Cog. I don't like this. Well, I can't say we do either. Is Ken's hunch right? Was the advertisement in the paper intended to lead the leopard woman back to her henchmen? You'll find out when you hear the next exciting episode, so don't miss it. Tune in and follow the story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.